All right, hello, idiots on parade, D2 Ugly for TV podcast. Hi, Jay. Hey, 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 wait a second. You're not Jake. Well, I could be, I suppose. In today's society, I can do that. Can't you, I? you identify as Jake. Right, can't I self-identify as Jake? <laughs> <laughs> Jake with the bigger penis. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Jake is on vacation this week. Uh, you are talking, I'm talking to my good friend, Barrett Antar Goodwin, friend of the podcast. You've heard him on here before if you are a regular listener. Jake went to... Um, Shit, I should have looked this up if I wanted to make the joke, but I wasn't thinking of it. Uh, there's that Greek island that caters to the LGBTQ community. So uh, Jake went to the gay Greek island. That's where Jake is vacationing right now. He's uh, celebrating his coming out, and uh, good for him. We're, we're proud of Jake, and uh, we love and support Jake in all his uh, lifestyle choices and uh, biological orientations. Absolutely. So, a uh, quick uh, briefing for anybody that's new. Uh, Barrett Antar Goodwin is a jazz musician and just musician-musician in New York City. Also a member of the Katie Henry Band and their album. What's the name of the album? High Road. High Road is up for Best Blues Album and several other awards. Quick, give us, give us the rundown of the Katie Henry Band and your projects, and then we'll jump into things. Oh, let's see. Uh, Katie Henry Band is my main project these days. It's the one I'm really most committed to. Uh, she and I wrote an album that is just doing really, really well. Uh, actually, she's got a radio interview this weekend on some radio station in Connecticut, I believe. But yeah, I mean, it's blues, rock, that kind of stuff. We're really having a great time. Anyone in the California area who listens will be at the Mammoth Blues Festival April 2nd and 3rd. Oh, sorry, August 2nd and 3rd yeah, in I was Mammoth, say, California. Yeah, 2020 yeah. already? Yeah. I, I wasn't prepared to give a little speech about all this stuff, so I'm calling all this stuff up from memory, which, you know, these days is not that great. But uh, you can find out all that stuff on katiehenrymusic.com, Katie Henry Music on Facebook, or me on Facebook and things like that. That's about You can it. also find the album High Road on Spotify, Apple yes. Music, and, uh, and everything there. Yes, there you go. See, Nathan, thank you for doing my thinking. <laughs> well, people, you know, <laughs> generally aren't going to write down dates like, ooh, August, right. you know, but they, they will go, oh, Katie Henry Band, Spotify, I'll, I'll right. pull that exactly. up. And then they'll listen to it because it's easy. Exactly. All right, so in the past, uh, because uh, I am what's known as a hunky American, and uh, Barrett is what's known as a person of color, Negro, African American. What are we doing in 2019? I forget the, the politically correct terms. Black fella? Yeah, I, exactly. I don't know what you're... Uh, Barrett and I have known each other forever, and we don't play by the, uh, I, we have to call you, it's, you're, you're just a, a black dude. Like, back yeah. in the day, saying someone was black was okay, but now it's got to, I, I, I can't keep track anymore. Anyway, we usually talk about uh, items pertern, uh, concerning race uh, and what's going on, but uh, today we're just going to follow the standard uh, Idiots on Parade playbook and talk about the news, but... Uh, as an African-American male in today's society, he will provide a different point of view than Jake, who uh, has, uh, like me, a honky American point of view. So it should be interesting. <laughs> is, Let's, that, uh, is that what we're calling you guys in Trump's America, honky Americans? <laughs> I think that's the politically correct term. Everything has to be hyphenated. I used to do a joke on stage about hyphenations and how I try... My joke was that I, I try and do the best I can. I really do. I, I try to be conscientious. Like, I know we don't say black anymore. We say African-American. I know we say... We don't say Mexican anymore. We say Hispanic-American. We don't say Muslim anymore. We say terrorist-American. I mean, it's just very... <laughs> I should bring that one back. I don't know. Probably get me in trouble these days. I mean, it, it would be funny. The thing is, it could go both ways, right? Because it could be funny to the people who would agree that they're terrorists. They'll find it funny because it's true. And the people who get the joke will also find it funny. You guys you could use it. I think both people will find it amusing. Because there's good people on both sides. Yeah. Uh, it's just that it's, I, I don't want to say old, but it's, it's, it's been a while since I've done it. Yes. So, yes. all right. Let's... Uh, it's funny because right before we started recording, uh, we talked about, uh, hey, the, the stories I sent you to uh, uh, go over so we could just bring them up. 
And, and of course, we decided on one, and then it's not pulling up on my thing, but I just found it as, as the, me telling you I couldn't find it was me stalling for time to uh, pull up the <laughs> recording. But all right, uh, this guy's back in the nude, news. I'm going to read you a headline, uh, listeners, and then you're going to recognize, oh, this fucking guy again. Well, not just <laughs> this fucking guy, but Colorado Christian Cake Shop sued a third time for discrimination. Now, this was the original I Won't Bake a Cake for the LGBTQ community, uh, and the Supreme Court uh, sided with him, said he doesn't have to bake the cakes. Or so. I, I, I don't know the, the, the minute details, but this time uh, he's being uh, sued because a transgender woman uh, wanted a uh, cake to celebrate the ch- change of gender or the coming out or the the appropriate gender. I was born this uh, internally, but my biology, you know, my my gen- my my uh, um, physicality suggests this. But internally, I'm something different. I don't I don't know whether she was born a woman, became a man, was man, became a woman. I don't know. That's why I'm being vague. Um, the whole point is uh, this this uh, autumn. Scardania, a transgender woman, wanted a cake to celebrate her transition, and he's saying no. And my thoughts are, look, this, you, you know the answer you're going to get when you go to this cake shop. If you are a member of the gay community, I, I, it, maybe if you're trying to bankrupt him through lawsuits, but if you lose the lawsuit, don't you have to pay for their legal fees? Like, what is the point? of going to this asshole, and I will say up front that he's an asshole and I don't agree with his stupid stance that, you know, my faith says I can't bake a cake for someone. And and I know this is a cheap joke and it's not original. Everybody's made this joke. I mean, being a cake decorator is pretty gay in and of itself. <laughs> and and I don't mean gay in the way that's like, that's gay, that's lame. I mean, like, gay, like two dicks touching gay. Like, if you are decorating cakes that is you in touch with your gay side as a man. I mean, I'm not trying to use it as the way that it's, you know, it used to be used before it became politically incorrect. So, but why, why, why are you going to this guy? Just to raise a stink? Just to, just to, you know he's an asshole. What does doubling down on that do? As a, what are your thoughts, Barrett? And if, I'll just, I'll, I'll open the floor to you. Um... I have a lot of thoughts about it, I suppose. My first thought is, I wonder what would happen if a Nazi skinhead type walked into a very gay-owned bakery and asked them to make a Nazi swastika cake with, you know, a picture of some stuff that said fuck faggots or something, you know? I well, don't go, think they'd go even further than that. Do it. You know what I mean? Say a Jewish-owned bakery. Uh, right. Just, uh, yeah. just a Nazi right. walked into a Jewish bakery, didn't even say "fuck faggot." Said, "I want a swastika on my cake." But right. let's take that one further. Right. Like, what do you think this Christian guy would do if a Nazi walked in and said, or or uh, someone that wanted a, a Confederate flag? Would well, he put a Confederate flag on a cake or a, the swastika? I mean, I think that's the real test. The test is not to keep sending in people you know he's going to say no to, right? Because that's just ridiculous. You're just picking a fight to pick a fight. You're just making an example out of a guy, which probably drives his crazy right-wing Christian membership through the roof. Like, they've probably made that guy more money by what they've done than they've taken away from him. I don't know that exactly. that's true. Maybe, no, maybe, but you know, someone's I mean, keeping him afloat. He would have gone out of business if, 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 right. his, if his shop was legitimately being boycotted. He would be gone. And, and I honestly think if his shop was legitimately being boycotted, if you check his GoFundMe stuff, I bet he's got a ton of money in there. Do you know what I mean? So the idea, and I, again, I don't know that. That's pure speculation. Right? I'm just talking out of well, my it's, ass. It's right? good speculation because people always donate to assholes. You can always find someone out there to... Well, I mean, I don't know that this is true or not, but I heard that there was a pizza place that I don't even think anybody asked them if they would make a pizza for a gay wedding, right? But they decide they publicly announced that they wouldn't make pizza for a gay wedding if somebody if somebody asked them, right? And they said that they lost so much business because people made a big stink about it. And then their GoFundMe, they got a few million dollars. It was like, now again, it's unverified. I it's what I've kind heard, of though. remember that. Right. I kind it's of like, let me let me Google. 
while you talk. Yeah, I mean, so I, I think that that kind of stuff is like, you know, I think that stuff is really like where the money is for these kinds of people. Anyway, I think that the guy has every right not to make any cake he doesn't want to fucking make. It's his damn business. It's not okay, let me interrupt like, quick. You know, it it uh, yeah that that was it was in Indiana right around the time that whole uh, Indiana shit was happening. Uh, it said it was, I, but you're right. It 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 is closed as of April twenty. It happened in 2015, and it's still closed as of 2018, according to the last news story I found. Um, but I also do. I'm just finding um, stories about. Um, what is it? I, I can't find anything on, on it getting a GoFundMe, but I do kind of remember that too. Oh, wait, no, here we go. Uh, uh, the bla- there was Glenn Beck. Glenn Beck got behind it, opened up a GoFundMe page, and it raised $846,000. Oh, there you go. Right. So I was off by a few million, but yeah. Yeah, but still, uh, uh, all. Uh, Almost to a million. You're above half I mean, a million. You're, well, you're, yeah. and, and then the real question is, how much did their business make and how much did they lose, right? Because if their business made a million dollars a year, then that's not, that isn't shit. You know what I mean? But if their business made $100,000 a year, then they came out ahead, you know? But, like, when the cops, the cops who, who shoot these black kids, their GoFundMes make them so much money. It's unbelievable. Now this guy's not the yeah, same. Yeah, because kind the of city thing. pays. <laughs> right. Whenever right. a family I mean, does a lawsuit and they get right. three hundred thousand for the loss of a life, the taxpayers right. pay that. Right. It's like shooting a black kid's a way to become a millionaire these days. Like literally, you want to you want to make a quick easy million? Go shoot a black kid. You know what I mean? Jesus Christ! I'm kidding. Don't go do that. But I I think that um, in this case, I think it's ridiculous because I think that it's not a publicly owned company. Right, it's this guy's private family-owned business, which means he can do whatever the hell he wants. Which right? is why he won the Supreme Court case. Right. It went I mean, all the way to the Supreme Court, and right. he won. Right. If I went up to Snoop Dogg and I said, "Hey, you have to write a song about this," and he's like, "Go fuck yourself," I'm going to sue him. Like, it's ridiculous. It's abs- literally it's absurd. It's absurd. Right, and and I know that that being in the cake business is not the same as being a musician, but isn't it? Right, like if you're an independent artist and you sell CDs out of your trunk and on Spotify and all that bullshit, right? Isn't that the same as opening up a little store and selling cakes? Right? How different is it? Like you're going to tell an artist how he could do his job, what he's supposed to paint? It's ridiculous. Just because he does commissioned work doesn't mean he has to take your commissioned work. It's just not. I mean, it's ridiculous. It's in part. No, I absolutely agree with you. In part, though, I, I think that he's being a dick, too, because, I mean, well, I know he's being a dick because he's a bigot and he's an asshole, and I don't agree with any of that bullshit like my magic book of uh, fairy tales says <laughs> this. But I also think that he likes the attention, too, because in that very first case, now the secret's out, because it's not now, now it's like, you know, the transgender woman shows up and makes a stink. You're going to bake Mike's cake. And he's like, no, I'm not. And now it's in the news again, and he's getting sued. But that very first one, that very first gay couple, all he had to say was, oh, dude, I'm booked for the next five months. I can't fit another cake. You know, like, when's your wedding? I'm booked. Like, oh, you're... No matter what it is, oh, we're getting married in two years. Oh, well, everyone plans their weddings two years out. Um, so actually, let me, let me pull up my calendar for 2021. Oh, my first quarter is completely booked. Uh, you know, good luck. That's all he had to say. The fact that he goes, oh, I'm not going to bake it for you because you're gay, that means he wants the attention too, or he wants to take some sort of bullshit well, principled stand, or he likes being right. in the news. Let me, let, me, let me throw it at you a different way. What if... Because that's, like, the difference between northern racism and southern racism. Do you know what I mean? Like, that's what you're talking about. Is one is like, oh, man, I'm sorry, that position's been filled. And the other is, fuck you, nigger, we don't hire niggers. You know what I mean? It's like, well, you know what I mean? <laughs> True. Like, yeah, like, no, then you're like, right. What's the difference? You know what I mean? Right? Well, I am a northerner, so I've been told <laughs> right. to hide everything. I've been told right. to hide and cover. And, and, and naturally, I'm a born liar. So if my first thought is, <laughs> I think of just protect myself. What sort of attention do I want? Positive, negative, or none? And if I am this guy in this shop, I think, I don't want any attention for this shit I, i'm booked my schedule's full absolutely that's exactly what i would say or i mean i also i mean here's the thing i, I don't know because like 
I have to wonder if he really truly believes what he's saying. If he really truly believes that being gay is an affront to God, right? Isn't he right to stand on his principles? Whether I agree with them or not. Do you know what I mean? Like, people who believe... Like, this is like a a Louis C.K. thing, right? I've had this thought before, and my thought is, if you truly believe that, then you don't trust your own God. Because Jesus said, love everyone. Jesus said, love thy neighbor, love everyone, and... If if you truly believe that the Bible also says gay is bad, then you do that weird fucked up thing where it's like like Rick Santorum who says you know like oh I don't support gay marriage but I have gay friends or or Ben Shapiro says that too Ben Shapiro said I could never go to a gay wedding but I have, I have gay friends it's weird and it's fucked up and I don't like it and I don't understand it but you can do that thing where I'm I'm losing my thought because I got sidetracked by Santorum and Shapiro. <laughs> um, Oh, where you don't have faith in your own God, where you just say, all right, well, um, okay, I believe the Bible says this, but the Bible also says to love people, so I'm going to bake you this cake, and uh, I'm going to assume that when you die, you're going to go to hell because God will work it all out. Uh, If you don't think God can work Mm. it out, then you are trying to force yourself upon it here, like, ah, you're bad, you're sinful. You have no faith in your God. Because if it's truly wrong, then God will take care of it in the end, and you can just live your life being a good person and trying to be compassionate and loving. And, and fuck, even if you have to be an asshole and give a lecture and say, okay, well, I personally don't believe in your gay lifestyle. If you want to buy a cake from me knowing that, sure, I will bake you a cake. Understand that I don't think what you are doing is right. I mean, express yourself, and maybe they'll want to take their business somewhere else. Maybe they say, you know, but... I, th- I think that shows a lack of faith, is my point. If, if you say, I, mean, I have to do this because of my book, I am standing on my principle, you, you, you don't have faith in your own God to be all-powerful and make decisions after death where you go, when you get to the pearly gates of St. Peter. Here's the thing. I think you're absolutely right. I do. I think you are 100% correct. Here's, here's where I would have a problem with it, personally. If I owned a bake shop and the head of Nambla came in and asked me to bake him a cake because he found a whole crop of little, you know, whatever boys that he could marry legally in some fucked up weird country and they wanted to celebrate over here and I didn't want to make his cakes, I I mean, should I make his cake because God's going to sort him out in the end? Do you know what I mean? Like it's a good comeback. I don't know if right? I have an answer for it. Like, That's a really goddamn good right, comeback. Like, uh, I, right. It, it. 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 This is where. This is where the problems start. Right. Because once you actually get to the re- what people are really saying, it is because. All right. A brief little sidetrack. Right. I had a realization the other day, personally, and you tell me what you think about this. I think that. I only have the ability to see my problems in other people. I'm not laughing at you, but you said, I see. And the first thing I thought was, I don't see black or white. I see shades of gray. I don't see red or white. I see see shades of of pink. pink. We should have a contest. We shouldn't tell people what we were both laughing over. I should say, if you can tell me what that is without goddamn Googling it, I'll give you a dollar. I'll give you a free Katie Henry CD if you know. Yeah, but the problem is people just Google. I've done that on stage where I've done something, where I've said something, and as I'm saying it, I realize I need to do a reference here, so I'll do the reference, and I'll go, what did I just reference? I'll give somebody a dollar if they tell me right now, right now. And I'm like, you can't look at your phone because it's a live performance. All right, and then I tell them the reference, and people, oh, yeah, that is that. I'm like, well, God damn. But either way, that was, uh, uh, now I can't even think of the movie. It's with C. Thomas Howell. Uh, Soul Man. Soul Man. I knew I knew man was yeah. in, in yeah. The, but I, I was sitting there Over, thinking overdosed. white man, but I know white man doesn't yeah. make sense. Overdosed on tanning pills. <laughs> yeah, and got on a scholarship. <laughs> and I remember people said, you could never make that movie today. It's so racist. It's like, I, I haven't seen it in 20 years, but I do remember that. It, it, 
it was an attack on racism. Like he learned, like he he put himself. It, it's not yeah. a deep. It's not a deep, meaningful like uh, when they see us exploration of racism. It's a lighthearted comedy where a guy said, "Oh shit, I fucked up at the end," you know, where he's like, "I I will give my scholarship away. I really did something wrong." It's not like he went, "Well, I did that wrong, and I'm still living life." It. I'm not saying it's a great movie. I'm not saying it's it's uh, got a great message. But I'm just saying it does. It's it gets blasted unfairly. I think. I mean, it plays to the basis stereotypes of race and racism, and it really it does. is only on the surface level. But it, there was. I don't think there was a single ounce of ill intent involved in the making of that movie. Do you know what I mean? Like, right. however shallow and ridiculous it may be, I don't think there was any ill intent. And anything that people would mistake as ill intent is just people just not knowing because at the time that's how we thought. Like, right. And, I, was, and I think you, know, you hit it on that when you said shallow. It did yeah. say its overall message was racism is bad. And that's just, uh, duh. Like, right. it, there's nothing yeah. deep to it, but it wasn't harmful. It, it right. was just, exactly. it yeah. played with I, I stereotypes mean. and it admitted those stereotypes were bad. Right. And and even if it was harmful, right? I don't think it was knowingly harmful. I think it was unknowing. If if it was, if people could, if people could make a case that that movie was really bad for the psyches of whoever, I don't think that whoever made it made it. I think they made it with the exact opposite intention. Do you know what I mean? So you know, it was like a dumb person's uh, way of saying, "I'm going to do good in the world." Well, no, right. you're just going to do something sort of harmless right. with and good stupid. intentions. Right, but exactly. Yeah. And the road to hell is paved with good intentions, but there's still good intentions. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Right. So it's like, what do you do? Right. Like, you know, how, how do you, like, you know, you believe what you believe when you do it, and you, you think it's right, whether it is or isn't, is, you know, up for debate, I suppose. But what. They yeah. It, you know. Anyway, so I interrupted your yeah. personal opinion <laughs> because just the way you said that, I don't see, and my <laughs> mind went right there. My mind went straight to Soul Man movie my from goodness. what 1985. Yeah, that just that just shows how how much time you spend thinking about movies. <laughs> I don't think about them; they just pop into my goddamn it's, head. It's a gift. You're just a vessel. I know. <laughs> Some people can quote scripture. I can quote <laughs> movies from the 80s. <laughs> and again, I think mine is less damaging. I think mine is less harmful to society in general than scripture. Oh, man. You, you could... Whew. We could have a serious debate about what is har more harmful, religion or Hollywood. Wow, that would be a good debate. I think they'd come out even in the end, given all the I shit mean, in both. If we just isolated it to this country and we didn't use anybody else, if we just made... Because this country is like it's a unique social experiment, you know? No. You know what I mean? Okay, yeah. I, I was going to say, no, it's not, but I, I don't know about films in other uh, areas because... I remember uh, Jake and I have talked about this. We talk about people in America go, oh, Buddhists are so tranquil. Our Christians are so <laughs> hateful. We should all be Buddhists. And it's like, yeah, that's what it looks like from here. But then go to Burma where the Buddhists are killing Muslims because the Muslims are bad and the Buddhists are extremists. Because like everywhere religion can <coughs> off the goddamn rails. Yeah, so. I, I think it's absurd. I think that people's understanding of non-attachment and all these things is based on a Western concept of it. And if you think about the time that non-attachment, that it came into existence, people over there, the idea of rising up through social classes was as ridiculous as the idea of walking on the moon, right? So woven into the religion was all of this stuff to make people be okay with wherever they were in life because where you were is where you were and it was never going to change, right? That was literally part of the culture and we totally divorce the way it was born into how we think about it. I'm not saying that non-attachment is bad and I'm not saying that we shouldn't be like that, but I do think that like if you talk to a Chinese Buddhist and you explain to them your concept of Buddhism, they'll laugh at you. You know what I mean? They'll think you're completely ridiculous. They'll literally think you're just absurd. You know, like the average Chinese person who is a Buddhist, who has an understanding of it and all that stuff, they'll think you're like the craziest person on the planet. You know, so I think that like, how do we start talking about this? 
We're, I'm trying to. St- I was waiting for a pause <laughs> so I could steer it like, back to your epiphany. You, you had like, an epiphany. Yeah, I was like, where, where are we going? <laughs> and then, with I, this? then I this really jumped. I, I threw things <laughs> off the fucking rails. <laughs> you right. had an epiphany. So here. <laughs> all right. So all right. So and scene. All right. So my epiphany was. I only have the ability to see my problems in the in the face of other people. And so I use people as a mirror. So when I get really angry at other people, it's because I see parts of myself that I need to fix. Because the problems that they have that I don't actually have, I don't actually care about. I never get mad at them for those problems, and I don't really give a shit. Most of the time, it's why I like them. Because those are the problems that I'm comfortable with having in myself. And so when I get mad, like when I lecture people about something, it's generally a lecture I need to hear, but I need to tell it to another person because they are my mirror, right? Does that make sense? It does. I'm, I'm going in my head in a different direction, but keep going if, if, you're, if you're on a roll. Okay, so when it comes to this type of thing with religious convictions and shit, I think it's the same thing, Right. We have these deeply held beliefs about things, but then these other things we just kind of let slide, right? Like, the guy probably wouldn't make a cake for Nambla, and he wouldn't, and, and there's no reason to let God sort it out because he's just going to stand on principle. Do you know what I mean? Like, I think we pick and choose what we're going to let God sort out and what we're going to sort out for ourselves. Do you know what I mean? And I think that, like, it's just how it is. I don't know that that's good or bad, but I just think that that's how we are. Like, we see what we, we, we're only capable of, I don't even know how to put it in words, because I've never heard it explained, right? Like, it's a, it's a concept that I have that I can't quite grab my brain around, but like, I kind of feel like the guy had every right to tell them he didn't want to make their fucking cake. And I don't think anybody should tell him he has to. And I think the people who tell him he has to are assholes because they wouldn't, they, in the same situation, they wouldn't do it because they believe that what they believe is okay and what he believes is wrong. But that's just equally as ridiculous, right? No, I, I agree with you 100%. That's what I, I, maybe I didn't do a good job of it. Um, but that's, that's what I was, that's what I meant uh, in, my own, in my head, even if I didn't express that well enough verbally um, when I said, look, this guy's an asshole. We can all agree on that. But why the fuck are you still walking in there and saying, right. make a cake for me when you know he's not going to make that cake? So I right. think both sides are kind of fucked up in this situation. And it gets to the point where, and this is sad, it gets to the point where I just don't care. I just sit back and watch. And then you have um, certain members. I'm not going to generalize. I'm not going to say the LGBTQ community, but... Uh, you have certain members where it's like, you need to be our allies, be a good ally. And it's like, yeah, you're kind of pushing me away from being an ally. I want to, like, I don't want to not be an ally of the LGBTQ community. I want uh, everyone to have equal rights. I want protections for minorities who are persecuted. But when you do shit like this, it, it, it makes me go, eh, you know what? I'm just going to sit this one out. And you don't want that. You don't want me sitting out anything. You want me in the fight voting the way I should vote. Like, I'll tell you this. You talk about voting. Um, I am so detached from politics right now. I, uh, the idea of impeaching Trump to me is, and I don't like the fucker. He's a horrible president and a horrible human. But anybody screaming impeach Trump is just saying we need to win the 2016 election. Y- you fucking already <laughs> lost. Run for 2020. <laughs> and, oh, and that's like, funny. And that's Cory so Booker. God, yeah, Cory funny. Booker came to Iowa. And I liked Cory Booker like a month ago, and then he jumped on the impeach Trump train, and I'm like, no, see, now you're just bandwagoning. You're you're trying to appeal to this base that I don't think. But does he have like a when choice? You, does he, he actually does. have a choice? Does he really? He does. I like any Democrat does. You 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 Trump showed the worst of Republicanism 
by appealing to the racist, stupid base. The the people that we all knew were out there but that went into hiding because they felt that society... The people that marched in Virginia, Jews will not replace us. Those people came out of hiding because of Trump. And I think the woke left is in many ways just as bad as those assholes with their screaming about everything and nothing's ever good enough. And if the more the Democrats appeal to them, the more I will sit back. And if Trump wins re-election, I'll just go, eh, you kind of had it coming, dumb fucks. You know, there's got to be a return to normalcy. There's got to be a return to dialogue instead of shouting. Let me ask you this. When was the last time someone legitimately yelled at you and said, you're stupid, you're wrong, fuck you, and you went, you know what, I am stupid and wrong. Fuck me. I need to change the way I think. That never works. <laughs> I mean, it, we need dialogue, and I don't like the, 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 one, the one guy, the, the politicians I have been enjoying, um, like Pete Buttigieg from uh, Buttigieg. I, can't, I can never say his name. I want to call him Pete Buttjug, but uh, <laughs> then because he happens to be gay, that would be seen as a gay slander or a gay joke, and it's not even. It's just a joke on his last name. But It's just anyway, twice as funny because he's gay. Right, exactly. <laughs> right. Take that LGBTQ community. Um, I, I like him because whenever he gives answers, they're very thoughtful and they don't involve uh, going after Trump. They just involve policy or uh, not it just anyway. Um, where was I going with all of this? Just just the idea that uh, I think both sides are screaming too much and both sides are appealing to the, oh, I know. I was going. The guy, the, the the baker taking his stance, and the the the, the transgender woman now walk, like if it was the first transgender person ever to walk into a shop, and they, uh, and the whole gay thing hadn't happened with the wedding cake, and they just walked in innocently and said, "Hi, oh my goodness, I'm so excited. I'm making this change in my life. Can you make me a cake?" And the guy went, "Fuck you, no, that's gross." Then yes, there would be a legitimate outrage. But this transgender woman knows exactly what she's getting into, what she's doing, why she's doing it. And that I find as much as a turnoff as I do the, the Colorado Baker. That's where I was going. Is, is there the both sides? There are elements to both sides that are now just too fucking annoying. And it's making me, and this is sad, making a lot of people just sort of tune it all out, saying, all right, you guys, you guys go fight your fight. Uh, I'm, I'm tired of it. But isn't that the point? Isn't that what everybody wants, right? Like, like at the end of the day, <clears throat> every single revolutionary leader who fought this kind, this type of revolution, let's say, right, got to the point where they realized that everybody was being oppressed. And that's when they got a bullet put in their head, Right pretty much all across the board, right? When they started realizing that it wasn't the black people versus the white people or the Mexicans coming in, right? Like, the people who have power and money and resources, the, the actual people of privilege, right? They benefit greatly by watching us all fight each other. So isn't this exactly what they want, right? <clears throat> because, I mean, really, like, 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 let's be honest, right? Like, everybody knows that there's no such thing as black-on-black crime, right? <clears throat> All crime is based on proximity. <clears throat> so if your crime is based on proximity, right, like, white people kill white people, husbands kill wives, right? I mean, you know what I mean? Like, this is how it goes, Right. There's no such thing as black-on-black crime, but we have this term, and everybody uses it because it, it creates a fear, and it creates a thing. So it makes poor black people and poor white people who act basically the same because they're being dealt both by the same people fight each other, which makes, you know what I mean? It's like <clears throat> the, the mechanisms in place seem to keep us fighting each other, which is exactly what they want. So I think that the idea that you have that somehow somebody's going to come around and try to make sense. Everybody's saying it. Everybody, not everybody, but like all the rational Republicans you know say, my God, we have to stop fighting. They think Rush Limbaugh's an idiot too. 
they think he's completely ridiculous. And they, they're, <clears throat> that's not the reason why they're Republicans, and they're embarrassed by what's going on right now. And when I mean, you talk to the, your rational Democrat friends, they look around and they go, this is fucking ridiculous, right? Like, we don't think, you know what I mean? Like, everybody knows, and there is still no dialogue. So I don't think it's that people aren't aware that there needs to be a dialogue. There's, not, there's no dialogue on purpose. Because you and I can't be, we may be the two smartest people in this conversation, but we're not the two smartest people probably within a hundred yard radius of where you are and where I am. You know what I mean? So how is it that we've figured it out? I'm next to my dog and he's probably smarter than me. (laughs) Right, exactly, right. So if we've figured it out, right, you're trying to tell me that there's people not way smarter than us who haven't figured it out, who actually could do something about it. Right, it's like that would be ridiculous, right? So it's well. Like, let me let me go sideways with this, and I'm going to sure. push back and hit you hard with Uh-oh. something, Uh-oh. only because you brought it up a little while ago, um, in passing. Um, uh, uh, cops shooting black people. Yes. Uh, um, that every time it happens, it's horrible. Let's let's say that up front. Every time it happens, it's tragic. Anytime there is a, a police-involved shooting of any person that's innocent, um, it's bad. Um, they have done the research. They've come to conclusions, and there is legitimate proof of several things. Um, it was One thing was written in Michael Lewis's book. I think it was called The Fifth Estate. I can't remember. Um, Two things up front, and then a third thing. First of all, uh, um, the, 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 they did a determination that said anytime there is a police-involved shooting, the majority of reasons for that are not race. It's whether or not the cop was having a bad day. It's literally that simple. And so you can say cops are racists, but then you're all cops. Are, you're, you're breaking it down to you're, you're spreading a generalism, which is not true. Um, so two, then they've done simulations and I've, I've seen a couple of these videos and sometimes they take, uh, black people when they put uh, cops and civilians next to one another and put them in a simulation, civilians pull the gun faster than the cops half the time. They're like, Oh my God, bang, 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 bang. So it shows that the police actually are trained. Uh, but then three on top of it, uh, they have proven now that. In 2016, yes, the Russians wanted to sway the election, but since they couldn't hack into voting booths, what they wanted to do is sow discord. They wanted to get everybody angry at one another, so they created all these websites, and one narrative they pushed was racist cops. Anytime they could find, like, think of all the thousands, the tens of thousands police-civilian interactions that take place in a day. Whenever there is one of those 10,000 that involves a white cop and a black person, they would find it and they would push the shit out of that narrative just to sow discord, just to get people angry at the cops, just to get people angry at Black Lives Matter, just to get people angry at one another. And then they sit back and giggle and watch like, holy shit, this was easier than we thought. And they did it all through social media. it's, it's, It's a form of propaganda. So how do you feel about that? Do you feel you have been duped, or do you feel that this is misinformation, or do you feel that uh, you just use it as an example, knowing full well that it's a problem, but it's not like uh, it's not a contagion. It is not spreading like wildfire. If anything, it's probably going in reverse because now you have police officers that say, well, I could get out of my car and go uh, deal with that, but then someone's going to film me, and if something happens, then fuck it, it's not worth my time. And they just they stop interacting with the community because they don't want to end up like that. Well, here's what I would say. My first question would be this. Because everything that you say makes sense, and I would believe that it could be true, right? I would guess that I would wonder where this research came from, who did it, how, you know what I mean, right? Like, we could get into the scrutiny of that, but let's say for the sake of argument, it's accurate, okay? I would wonder if the rate of response of the white officers killing black unarmed people, not not just black people in general, right, who are committing crimes and shit like that, who quote-unquote deserve to be 
treated with hostility, right? I mean, just like regular old people, right? Yeah, I mean, there's a horrible video going right. out right now where uh, 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 apparently a toddler walked out of a dollar store with a Barbie, so they called the cops, and the cops follow the car and run up on the car, and there's one cop screaming, put your fucking hands up, put your fucking hands up, and just like completely inappropriate. So there, I mean, there, there, there are one, poorly one. trained cops out there. There I mean, are, well, but well, do you no. think it's fair to generalize? Okay, no, I don't think it's fair at all to generalize. I think that it's completely ridiculous to generalize, but here's my problem. Let's take Tamir Rice, the little boy who got caught with playing with a toy gun, got shot, right? All right, let's say, let's just start with a couple of basic things. It's an open carry state. He thought he was older. So he thought a grown man had a gun in an open carry state. So... So what? Why is his why is that why does that mean he gets shot? Especially when the woman who called it in, what she said was, "Hey, I don't think this is really a thing, but there's a a little boy playing with a gun. Uh it's I think it's a toy, but I don't know. You know what I mean? But I think I should just call in because it's the right thing to do, I think." Right? It was, it was like that kind of thing, right? Now, okay. Let's say he jumped out, he shot a kid carrying a toy gun in an open carry state. Let's put all that aside for a second, okay? And act like that in and of itself is not tragic, right? Six months earlier, he had been a cop in another part of Ohio. They had fired him. They had said he had anger problems. The list is of his offenses was horrible. They actually said the deputy commissioner said he was be he was so bad that he was beyond training. He was a kind of terrible that training could not solve. Okay? So he was they they so he quit right before they fired him because he was so inept, okay? 6 months later, he's in another police force and a little black kid is dead. And nobody thinks that that's relevant. So when you have a system where the where we hear, here's what they say to black people: Why don't you guys police your own communities? What about stop worrying about the Black Lives Matter and worry about black on black crime? Okay, first go fuck yourself because there's so many organizations of black people and churches who are out there doing that every fucking day. To act like that's not a thing is absurd, right? Because literally, there's churches and organizations and huge institutions that black people have put together designed very specifically to do that and keep kids out of gangs in the roughest communities. So it's absurd to act like that that's not happening because it's happening every day, right? But, see, God damn it, I lost my point. See, this one. <laughs> well, um, your point is the the thin blue line is kind of oh, like the Catholic oh, Church. You oh, just uh, shuffle right, them around. Right. So uh, no. So here it is. So right. So my point is that like, so at the end of the day, what they're saying is, is that black people should be in charge of black people who we think are bad. Right. Okay. Fine. Sure, let's say that's true. Then why aren't the, the good police officers saying, no, fuck you, this guy is terrible. He does not represent us. He doesn't represent us. That's not what they say. They say he's our brother. He absolutely represents us, even though by the other police force said he was an absolute piece of shit. And he's unhirable. But yet everybody else has to have his back? No, fuck you, that's racism. That's what that is. I don't care what those reports say. I don't give a shit. It's like... When I you don't ha- know if it's racism no, or if it's I just mean, the thin blue line. It's I literally mean, standing but, okay. arm in arm. I mean, because but, now you're, you're adding... It's, it's adding to the division. Cops on one side, civilians on the yeah. other, black people on another side. But it's not, and but and here's they're the doing thing. it, too. They're doing here, it, too. But by here's stay. the thing. Like, if you go back historically, right, from the inception of black people and police in this country... 
Police have always done white people's bidding. That's how it's been. Who is it that, w- that w- went after the slaves? It was the police. Who is it that wasn't the police that went, hey, that's wrong. They went after the slaves and they brought them back and they beat the shit out of them, right? And when it was the lunch counters and black people fighting, it was the police beating black people down at the behest of, of white society, beating black people into submission to make sure they didn't sit at their lunch counters and use water fountains they weren't supposed to, right? So... The police have always been doing this. This is their job. So to act like, again, it's like, it's just, it shows a complete whitewashing of history. The police have always done this. It has always been their job. So historically speaking, that's always been their job. Keep black people in line. That's been their job to for black people, for white people. That is not their job. This is why, like, that's why the guy who went to shoot that black kid, he didn't get hired to go patrol rich white neighborhoods. He got hired to patrol shitty black neighborhoods. They know exactly who they're hiring and where they put them. They don't put those assholes in white neighborhoods because they would do the same thing in white neighborhoods because you're right. Maybe it's not racism. Right? Maybe that guy's just an asshole and he'd have shot any fucking kid with a gun because he's just an idiot. And maybe he's the guy who's going to be getting hand jobs from 17 year old rich girls, right? Because that shit happens all the time, right? So maybe, maybe you're right. It's not racism, right? Maybe the guy's just an asshole, but they strategically put the assholes in those areas. They don't put them in those other neighborhoods. They just don't. It's not the same thing. Do you know what I mean? Like, your relationship with the police is very different than my relationship with the police, even if they're the same police. But I I would argue that they're not the same police, that the police who police my neighborhood are very different than the police who police your neighborhood, except when you lived in a black neighborhood. That's I'm trying to think now. No, I, I, don't, I don't disagree with you, and I'm wondering. My brain is working overtime. I'm wondering if it, it – but not wondering. I'm assuming it's almost like everything else in life where uh, take away uh, white privilege and just put it to money privilege, where I, I watched a documentary on this once. It was about a, a tough and rough-and-tumble cop in Detroit who uh, ended up in Beverly Hills trying to research something, and uh, the two departments were just wildly different in how they handled things, and uh, just a socioeconomic uh, thing more than a race thing. I mean, go to a poor white neighborhood. And the, you, that's what I'm saying. You those, get this. I like how you just yeah. passed over my Beverly Hills Cop reference on purpose. That was very sad. <laughs> saying that it was a documentary on a rough and tumble Detroit detective. Um, but seriously, I, it, it, the reason that cop ended up in that neighborhood is because, you know, the the uh, Brentwood police would not hire him. You know, the Beverly Hills police would not hire him. The right. That's what I'm is is so. It, it, I, right. Like, not discounting racism in the police. I'm not discounting that, but I'm saying, is an organization inherently racist, or well, does it have that stigma? And it's we're trying to move is, away from this it. This is what we call institutional racism, right? This is why people argue that it's institutional because the cop, in and of himself, might not be racist. He might just be a complete, utter, inept shithead who in any situation would do the same kind of dumb, stupid shit, right? He's the same guy who beats his wife. See, here's the thing, right? Like, if you look at cops on the whole, and this is not me making this up. Again, some of my best friends are cops. I have them over for dinner all the time, right? (laughs) The cops have a remarkably high rate of alcoholism, domestic violence stuff, like... Suicide by gun. No, I don't know that that, that the last one might not. I, that might not be completely true. But the alcohol and drug abuse thing—they're off the charts by profession. Domestic abuse and all that stuff. Divorce. Well, I mean, I have a couple of cop charts. friends. Right. I have cop friends, right. and they, on, the man. thing is, right. they see the worst of the right. worst of society. So, you get up every day, I mean, and you and I read a headline: "This guy killed right. his family." They're the right. ones they're experiencing. Like right. they have exactly. legitimate I mean, PTSD. Right. So, so like then, a like a so soldier. Make make it a five year term then and then you have to move into sitting behind a fucking desk like shit like okay so so what we know there's a problem there so fix the fucking problem like again like there's an well, I have easy a friend solution. that's a detective that is retiring at age 47 he's right. putting in his 20 years and he's like i'm out i've seen enough 
Right, uh, but, but maybe... know, I'm going to get a full pension because I don't want to see any more of this side of society. But maybe that's the right. way it has to be. Maybe what you have to do in order to become a professor uh, at a, at a, to train, right, is you have to put in, let's say, 15 years. And then in 15 years, you can retire. And by 20, it's mandatory. And then you're done. And then you can only be a teacher at that point or move into some kind of paperworky thing because after that, you're, you just can't take it anymore. Like, put a limit on it. Put a cap on it. Like, we act like the knowledge of the problem is the solution. Well, we all know that they're overworked and overstressed because they see a lot of crazy shit. So what? So we have to understand why they're off the rails and they beat their wives? No. Whatever. It's bullshit. Like, it's bullshit. Take responsibility for the shit you know is there. Like, you just said, we know there's a problem, and you said, here's why there's the problem. Okay, so we know there's a problem. You just said, here's why. Fix it. Fucking well, this fix goes, it. This goes back to what you said 10 minutes ago. I, I think it's one of those things that everybody knows, and for some reason, nobody's doing anything about it, and I don't yeah. know why. Yeah, we've made a tacit agreement in this country to not call each other on our bullshit as long as we don't call each other on, on, the, on ours, right? As long as you don't call me on mine, I won't call you on yours. Here's the problem. Because of the way, like, it's like it all, it's like Donny Hathaway, right? Everything is everything. If you build a whole society based on illusions and then you struggle to keep those illusions alive, the only way to keep it going is for everybody to admit that it's everybody else's fault, right? Everybody has, like, once we actually take personal responsibility for ourselves, right? Like, really, at the end of the day, if the cops just said, listen, these motherfuckers, like, if you went up to a police officer and you said, hey, man, if I say the word bad cop, I bet there's a few that pop in your mind. I bet there's a few officers you know that you don't believe should be police officers. You think that they're not right for the job. And they would go, yeah, that's true. And if you, and okay, so let's say you did this, and you could honestly, let's say pretend in a fantasy world, you could pass a hat around, and everybody wrote down the name of three officers they didn't think should be there, right? Let's pretend. And then the number that came in, I bet you they'd all likely pick the same three motherfuckers, right? And then those three motherfuckers are fucking out. That's it. They're fucking out, right? Because if they just policed themselves, this would not be a problem. If they just took responsibility instead of hiding it. But we live in a society that is based on illusion, where the idea of pretending to be something is more important than being something. Like, the people who came here seeking freedom went and got slaves. The people who came here seeking religious freedom slaughtered everybody who didn't have the same religion as they did. It's like, what? Okay, that's fucking ridiculous. But, like every step of the way, right? Like, we just lie and lie and lie and lie and act like we're not lying. Well, I'm going to go somewhere really weird with this, but stay with me. Yes. Um, nothing's ever going to change. That's the way it's always been. And when you're talking, the way I'm going somewhere weird with this, what popped into my head, of all things, is the song Dirty Laundry by Don Henley. Mm -hmm. Talking about uh, gossip on TV and entertainment uh, news or infotainment where uh, and that song came out in 1982 and did that song you know it, it exposed it said here's everything wrong with what we are watching on tv and how we are getting involved in celebrities lives and obsessing over things are worse now we have the kardashians uh, uh now we have celebrities like kim kardashian who are only famous because they made a fuck tape so I'm not sure I mean, anything ever it, changes. It, it, it is pretty fucking good. Did you see it, man? Like, come on. I've seen I've seen her, it, yeah. I've seen give it. her props. The girl's got skills. She's got some skills, you know. I, mean, I, I don't remember I'm, that. I, I remember the joke being that she was actually really bad at a blowjob. Yeah, I don't... I'm kidding. It, it, was pretty, it was pretty ordinary. Yeah. As, as, <laughs> a, as, a, as a porn connoisseur, I've been studying the art very finely since the age of 13. I can tell you that her skills are not up to par. <laughs> so what uh, I think this boils down to, if we want to come full circle, is uh, this is depressing if you want to look at it that way. Nothing changes. Nothing ever changes. You can, we, you and I can talk about it. Uh, you and I can question it. You and I can uh, come up with ideas. But the ideas are already out there. People have already tried to solve these things, every problem. And in the end, all we get is a transgender woman walking into a Colorado bakery and saying, well, I know I'm going to get angry, so I'm going to do it anyway. 
and it's it's full circle. Nothing changes. Society is in effect fucked. So I guess our choice is to just try and live lives, be good people, and move forward. I have no idea. I mean, yeah, I I think that that is true. I think if we all just decided to stop saying things, like if we just took responsibility for ourselves and were honest, right? Like, and and I I can't even say it, the joke because it's not it's it's other comedians' material, right? I can't be like half quoting other people and pretending it's my shit, right? But like, uh, you can you can say this is what someone right, else said. So I do that all the time. Well, all right, D.L. Hughley said he said something funny. He said, "Well." I can call her Caitlyn all day, and she can wear a sundress, but she's going to have to get a prostate exam one day. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And somebody's going to stick a finger up her ass. And she can wear a sundress while it's happening, but it's like, and that's like fucked up and ridiculous and mean, but he's got I a point. I don't even know if that's accurate. I don't know it, how the it, surgery it, it, works. It, it, it may not be, but you get the point, right? Like, Like, I don't know if it is or isn't accurate, but what I mean is like, it's like we can call things whatever we want to call them, right? We can do whatever we want to do, and people are free to do and say whatever they want to say, right? And we can do that stuff. But it becomes, it starts to become ridiculous when you want to imprint your fantasy on top of everybody else. And I mean that to everybody. To not, not, I don't mean that like transgender people living in a fantasy. I mean that to everybody. Like, we seem to be so angry that nobody wants to believe the same exact thing that we want them to believe at the exact moment we want slash need them to believe it and it just seems but we're perfectly comfortable with the idea of us not believing anything they have to say right like it just seems absurd like you can't live in a world where like you cannot make a nazi cake but he cannot make a gay cake and this person can't do this like nobody can do anything right i have the freedom of speech to say this but you don't have the freedom of speech to say that it's like, what is, how is that even reasonable? You know, and I think that it's not an accident because I think that every ordinary person knows that, <laughs> right? Like, like you, you know, you know that. You know that in your life you are your biggest problem and you can blame it on everybody else, but you know that you're your biggest problem and you just don't want to deal with yourself. I know I'm my biggest, everybody knows it. And if we would just admit that and just, I think that be we'd be able to move forward in a way that was actually reasonable. Like I honestly believe that if we just really admitted that we're all fucked up and we're all horribly damaged creatures that need a lot of fucking help. You know what I mean? And so we should start helping each other instead of trying to act like everybody else is the source of all of our problems. That's what I believe. I do not disagree. In fact, I would go so far as to say I absolutely agree. <laughs> There you go. I think there's a difference. Yeah, All right. That's my uh, sign off. <laughs> that's that's a good way of wrapping it up. I did want to do one more story, but let's yes. not get into it. Um, I, I, just in passing, because that's a good way to finish. But I, I do want to mention this. Uh, one other headline I sent you, one other story. Gun seller that bet big on Hillary Clinton <laughs> getting elected goes bankrupt. I mean, to me, that's the best right because... I was pissed myself. <laughs> well, I mean, it's one of those things that everybody knows. Everybody with any form of common sense knows that Obama got an F. He got an F from gun advocate, uh, gun, gun control advocate groups. They said that he didn't do a goddamn thing. But for eight years, the NRA just said, oh, guns, you, Obama's going to take your guns. Everybody knows it's not true. And then, uh, you know, so they, they whip up this fear among stupid people that, oh, they're going to come for my guns. That's what, And they go out and buy guns when Democrats are in office, even though the Democrats don't do a fucking thing. <laughs> and so this guy said, oh, my God, if Hillary gets elected, I'm going to sell a ton of guns to stupid people. <laughs> but Trump got elected and nobody bought guns because the fear isn't there, even though Trump actually, with his bump stock thing, had did more gun legislation than Obama did. People are fucking dumb. And it's just funny is all I have to say. It's just hilarious. Again, again, if people just would you know again like what would you just say everybody knows but everybody just keeps pretending even though everybody knows they just keep pretending but why why do we do that i know i don't know the answer that i'm really asking like why are we all okay with stuff that everybody knows 
because well, it's the way it's always been, and people fear change. That's literally what it is. I think people just, status quo is easier than change. That's all it is. That's why people remain in loveless marriages, because, well, well, I mean, they, they say the divorce rate is through the roof, but, right. you know, people, people fear change. That's where I'm going to finish on. You, you got a finishing thought? Oh, not a short one. So I'll leave it. I'll keep it in my head. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for tuning in. You can find uh, is it com or is it something that... Yeah, antargoodwin.com, katiehenrymusic.com, antar.goodwin, probably on all social media stuff. I'm pretty easy to find. So please find there me. There you go. I like being found. And I am at nathantimmel.com. Barrett Antar Goodwin, thanks for talking to yeah, me. Yeah, thanks for having me. Bye. Everybody knows.